0: Welcome to the Growing in Christ podcast, where we are rooted in living water and growing closer to our purpose in Christ. I am your host, Shador Foy. Now let's get growing. Today is January 1st, and I thought it would be super fun to enter the new year 2020 with some wisdom. 2020, if you didn't know, the year 2020 is the year of double harvest and of the manifestation of what people say. So I thought it would be really cool and that people would need wisdom going through this year with knowing how to speak, what to say, and also what to do when their wealth comes. So, of course, we're going to start from chapter 1. And I'm going to go over verses 1 through 6. So, verse 1 says, The proverb of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. Verse 2 To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, (laughs) to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. Verse 5 A wise man will hear and increase learning and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel to understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. So this kind of sounds a little weird to me usually when I read it, but if your Bible is anything like mine, and I have an NKJV Bible, and also if you have a Bible, it would be really cool if you would just follow along and take notes. Um, as you think of some, or just write down things that I may say that you really like. But um, it just sounds weird to me, you know, when a sentence starts with an infinitive. You think, okay, at some place, they're going to wrap this up. You know, at some place, Solomon is going to wrap it up and bring it back. Yet, it just seems like he doesn't. But my Bible has a title on it and it says the purpose of proverbs which makes more sense if you read that before the verses so starting at verse 2 putting in the title you would read the purpose of proverbs is to know wisdom and instruction to perceive the words of understanding the purpose of proverbs is to receive the instruction of wisdom justice judgment and equity verse 4 The purpose of Proverbs is to give prudence to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion, and so on. So it makes it more easier to understand when you read it like that. So now we kind of know what the purpose of Proverbs is. So I'd say throughout this month, as we're going through the 31 chapters of proverbs and through the days, if you have to flip back, even myself, just flip back to chapter one and read verses two through six and just put in place the purpose of proverbs at the beginning of those verses, it would kind of help you make sure that you're on track. Like, okay, you know, sometimes you get bored and you get to that place. It's like, why am I even doing this? Like you hear tons of people say, oh, you should read a proverb the day. Oh, that will help you but you kind of get a layout of what you should be getting out of it and what the purpose of it is. So now we're going to go to verse 6, and I kind of wanted to drop down to that and just go a little deeper with that. So verse 6, and I'll put the purpose of Proverbs in on that one too. So the purpose of Proverbs is to understand a proverb and an enigma the words of the wise, and their riddles. So just for those who don't know what a proverb or enigma is, I have got the um, definition here. So a proverb is a short, pithy saying in general use stating a general truth or piece of advice, and an enigma is a person or thing that is mysterious, puzzling, or difficult to understand. So proverbs seems like a great book for our faith because we need to know general truths like God knows all truths and therefore they are like general truths and we need to be able to understand the truths that God has for us and the advice that he gives us. Advice and truths are packed all throughout the Bible. And then an enigma is a person or thing that is mysterious, puzzling, or difficult to understand and sometimes our beliefs can be difficult to understand like if you've ever tried to explain your faith to somebody and they're like okay so some man came to earth died on the cross saved your sins you get to go to heaven after you die like you know that is somewhat difficult to understand so proverbs kind of helps us in just understanding different things especially our faith and A person, enigma is also a person or thing that is mysterious, and we all know that God works in mysterious ways. So, now we'll drop down to verse 7, which says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So, sometimes when you read this, I know what fear means as far as concerning God, But I just wanted to dig a little deeper concerning it because I know it doesn't mean to be afraid of the Lord. But I looked up what fearing the Lord means. And in this verse, fear means sense of respect, awe, and submission. So if you replace fear with respect and say the respect of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It's like to respect God and respect who he is and respect his choices is the beginning of understanding and then it says the if you replace it with all and you say the all of the lord is the beginning of knowledge you could say just truly being in all of his works knowing that he is greater than us and he is more wiser than us and just being in all of all of his creations can help you like humble yourself to um gain knowledge from god And then it says the submission of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So kind of like being in awe and respect, you submit yourself to God and really be under God's hand and just not try to be wise in your own eyes, but do what the Lord says. And then the second part of that verse says, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So... They're not going to respect God, they're not going to be in awe of God, and they're definitely not going to submit to God. They just will not get that wisdom and that instruction because they don't fear the Lord. Now we'll drop down to verses 8 through 9. And verse 8 says, My son, hear the instructions of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother. And verse 9 says, for they will be graceful ornaments on your head and chains about your neck. So, I'm going to look at verse 9 because verse 8 is kind of explainable. And like I had just stated, when verse 9 has said, they will be graceful ornaments on your head and chains about your neck. So, of course, you kind of think of jewelry. And it's like, what? What? But, you know, have you ever been in a place where you respected your parent or respected somebody and people were just like in awe of that? Like they just gravitated to that or paid attention to your respectfulness. So it's like your respectfulness and your obedience and your submission is like it's like flashy jewelry. Like people notice those things and they're like, wow, it's like. And it's also something that seems, you know, like when you see somebody with jewelry or something and it's like, wow, they got it going on. It's like the same thing with when you respect somebody. Now we'll be reading verses 10 through 19. So verse 10 says, my son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. 11. If they say, come with us, let us lie in wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Verse 12, let us swallow them alive like sheol and whole like those who go down to the pit. So I'm going to stop at verse 12 real quick. And as I'm reading verse verses 11 through 12, sometimes it, so, it may sound like to me that they're... Um, trying to kill somebody (laughs) like they're trying to kill the innocent without a cause but when I dig a little deeper it's also like have you ever been in a situation where somebody does wrong like maybe goes to parties or does drugs or drinks underage or different things like that and then they invite so many other people to do it with them and then they'll tug on people like a situation with peer pressure I also think of that when I read these verses of how, even though it's not death, they know it's not good for that person, yet they want that person to indulge in it with them. So that's kind of what I think of when I read those verses. And then picking up at verse 13, it says, we shall find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Verse 14, casting your lot among us let us all have one purse. Verse 15, my son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path. So I really like verse 15. I kind of gravitate to that verse because not only does it say when you're, to me, it doesn't only say when you're confronted by those people to like turn away from them, but it says, it speaks louder than that to me. It's like, Don't even go near them. Like, if you know those type of people, just don't even be associated with them for them to offer you that. You know, don't even hang out with them for you to even be like they, like he said, keep your foot from their path. Like, don't even be in their path. So that's what really stuck out to me. And then verse 16 says, For their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. 17. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. Verse 18. But they lurk and wait for their own blood. They lurk secretly for their own lives. Verse 19. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its its owner. So, I thought what kind of went with Verse nineteen, um, with what it says when it says it takes the way the away the life of its owners, and so are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. Um, I always think of people who have that mindset of always killing and stealing. Don't usually trust other people because they have that mindset for other people that have that mindset that other people are going to try and steal from them or take things from them. So even though they have different things, they'll never be satisfied with them because they'll always be living a life of fear and not the fear of the Lord. So now we're going to read verses 20 through 33. It says, wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. Verse 21, she cries out in the chief concourses at the openings of the gates. In the city, she speaks her words. Verse 22, how long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? Um Verse 22. Sorry. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Verse 23. Turn at my reproof. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Verse 24. Because I have called and you refuse, I have stretched out my hand, and no one regarded. Verse 25. Because you disdained all my counsel. And would have none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. Verse 26. I will mock when your terror comes. Verse 27. When your terror comes like a storm. And your destruction comes like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you. Verse 28. Then they will call on me. But I will not answer. They will seek me diligently. But they will not find me. So I'm going to stop at verse 28. It seems like a lot. But um it shows how it sounds pretty bad in the last verses about you know wisdom just laughing at our calamity and mocking us when terror comes it sounds pretty rude you know but it's it's the truth cuz wisdom is like if you seek it you can you can find it so a lot of people can have wisdom they just ignore it and then when you know, the bad stuff happens, then they get all distressed or then they get all angry or then they get mad, but it's like you could have had it before, you know? So, um, it's just, It's silliness, kind of, and it makes you want to laugh because it's like, you know, when you get angry and you tell somebody, well, I told you that was going to happen, you know. So wisdom just chooses to laugh at our calamity because it's like we didn't have to go down that road. So verse 29, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, Verse 30, they would have none of my counsel and despise all my reproofs, 31. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. So, I really like verse 31. And, you know, I felt that it speaks very loud to me. Because it says, therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way, which everyone eats the fruit of the way that they choose. You know, it's like, in a different way to say it, everyone eats the fruit of the seeds that they plant. Like, if you plant a, a, a apple seed, you're going to get an apple tree and you have intentions for that fruit. So just make sure that when you plant certain seeds, it's like, do I really want to eat the fruit of the seed that I'm planting? And then the second part of verse 31 says... And be filled to the full with their own fancies, so like the you can't blame nobody but yourself for the things that you choose to indulge in or do and verse thirty one at thirty two sorry says, for the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the complacencies of fools will destroy them, but whoever listens to me will dwell safely verse thirty three and will be secure without fear of evil. So I feel like some of the verses that I didn't go over were kind of self-explanatory, and I feel like there was so much in just this first chapter, and I'm so excited to um, go through all the 31 chapters with you. The growing does not stop here. You can find the Growing in Christ blog on our website that can be found in our bio. Not only does the Growing in Christ website house our blog, it also shows you where you can find us on our social media. Always remember Jeremiah 17, 7-8. For through this verse, we know that if we keep on trusting in God simultaneously, we'll keep on growing in God.